the path looks different to Kel. It's not as easy, not as familiar as Kel thought it would be. But the three of you have made it. You have at least made it closer. You you can hear water. You hear rushing water. I think that there are rivers that hug pretty close to the temple and some of them branch off into smaller uh, rushes of water. So we're doing this modular encounter. Okay. You've read all of them. You've got them all memorized. I've played this one. (laughs) Have you? Yeah. Great. Um, I think that that makes sense because I think that though this is, though the, the path was unfamiliar to Kel, Kel has journeyed through these forests, experienced Mm -hmm. some of this, and the way to arrive at these tunnels. And the three of you happen upon a very quickly moving uh, river, stream. I think it's maybe about 30 feet across. And the water is running so quickly because it is cascading over a nearby waterfall. As the three of you look at this waterfall, Kel gestures that this is the way across. Yeah, we're going to have to cross this thing. Oh, oh is, is, can I eat this plant? That, no, don't eat that one. What about this one? Yeah, that one's good. Okay. Becros is definitely going to pick a couple and put it in his pocket because he, uh, he had three advantages on his <laughs> survival check. I'll write down that you have a good plant. <laughs> and now that I've helped in no way in particular... What's our plan for getting across this, uh, this river? I think we're going to have to wade. It's not too deep, but the water's pretty strong. I'm going to hand this with both hands to you all. In a past crossing, Cal, you have created a tether that goes across. It is a two thin durasteel wrapped cords that go from one end to the other. Two of them are tied to trees. One of them is uh, anchored into a red rocky cliff that juts up towards the top of the waterfall. It's going to be fun. Who wants to go first? Can I just walk along the tether? I don't want to go in the water. (laughs) Oh man, what's the role going to be for that? Sounds hard. Okay, sure. Uh, I can can roll a boost. I can do this for success. Maha. I'm going to spend a a thingy. A token thingy? A light side point. Yeah, a light side side point to upgrade. Awesome. How hard are these checks? This is going to be a hard coordination check unless you have another idea of how you will do it. No, I'm just like a tightrope. I'm going to tightrope across. I'm going to use enhance because I can use enhance with the coordination skill. Uh, So I can use pips to gain success or advantage on the check. I think it's a very Jedi thing to do. I could. I would like it. a boost die because this is my home. I have 100% done this across this very same river before. I'm an old hand at this. Yes. If you were like raised in this environment, then this would be like, this would be like playtime as a youngling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you want to impose any setbacks? Uh, did you want to spend to upgrade? Did you what? Thank you for reminding me, as always, <laughs> all of you. Um, I would say 
perhaps a setback for the spraying water and the slickness of this durasteel cord. That's fair. Okay. You're going to walk it. So I got two failures, which wiped out two of the success. I'm sorry. This is my counting. Mm-hmm. This isn't the total. No, I'm the same. I do it systematically, <laughs> incrementally. Two success, or sorry, two advantages, one success. Sounds like you did it. Pass those advantages on the next person. Yes. Lodi just hops right up on the tether and she has her arms out on either side and she just goes one foot after the other, tightrope all the way across. Makes it look easy. Show off. Yeah, you're next. She hasn't reached the end when Beckros says that, so she does a nice little flip off <laughs> and turns around and bows. In the je- most Jedi way possible. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm picturing one of those like really low, like Luke with Yoda on his back flips, just like a little. Uh-huh. <laughs> Beckros, your turn. I, I don't know, Kel. It's a, a lot of fast moving water. Why don't, just... why don't you go? No, no, no. Copy what Lodi did. <laughs> Minus the little flip at the end. You don't need to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man, I really wish I had a vehicle of some kind around here. We'll get you a jetpack one of these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got those boosts from prom. Lodi, right? How many was it? Two. Two. I had forgotten them. Thank Dose. you. It's a lot of blank positive dice. Uh, no, I get two, six, three successes and only two threat. Two threat. Only two threat. Only two threat. So uh, Beckros hopped up on the wire and is way more unstable than Lodi is. This is certainly an element of force training that Beckros hasn't had time for. He's busy fixing his hot rod. Sorry, he waddles and his arms out barely makes it across and then he tries to flip at the end and he kind of just lands on his back with those two threats and I'm also going to flip I think as soon as Becros lands it's not quite as smooth of a landing as he planned and it's not entirely his fault he feels the ground shake a little bit as he tries to stick that landing it just shakes Nothing else? It shakes. Huh. And then it shakes again. I would have made that if the ground wasn't shaking. Sure. Yeah. Loading's on high alert. <laughs> I'm flipping on this one. I would like a boost because I made this bridge. I told you that I handed that to you with two hands. So there you <laughs> are, your blue die. I would also like to argue to use athletics instead of coordination because he's just going to power through it instead of trying to balance. He just, he just wants to like go using so his upper body strength because he has a brawn of three to hold himself up more even than the, than the, the, the third wire at his feet. Yeah, you, you built this and this is how you built it to function for you in this way. Yeah, so as a yes. weirdo. Yeah, because it's a really weird way of doing it. But it's Kel. And I'm adding that setback for the slipperiness because you 
This is hard, but there should be a setback there. That's three successes and two threats. Three successes and two threats. Yep. You did it. I did it. He uh, slips a little bit in the in the center of it, but does not fall off. So you make your way to the other side. Mm-hmm. You are feeling the weight of your heavy Jedi robes as they soak in water. And the rumbling intensifies. And in front of you, the rock of a red stone cliff explodes and a large worm-like creature has been risen from the underground and faces you with a toothy maw and growls at you loudly. Doug, I, I just want you to picture what these look like because they were described in Dice for Brains. You know those jelly things that you squeeze mm-hmm. and they just go when you squeeze yes, them. They... Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's how these things move. Okay, they, so it's they don't like... don't really have inside or outside. I love it. That... <laughs> Do they have teeth? Are they like little spines or something? For Maybe. like breaking things down, breaking down rock as they like travel through it? Probably. But very jelly-like. This kind of jelly-like bulbous tube kind of bounces and slinks its head in front of you. And I don't need you to to use the force to sense the anger and rage within this wormy, wormy monster creature. Tell your pet looks a little upset. Yeah, I'm not sure which one this is, but... They're not usually this aggressive. It's probably the Nile or something. It looks aggressive. It looks like it's defending its home and I think the three of you are going to be attacked does anybody have ranks in survival that they could use to try and calm the thing down nope I'm two green in survival yeah, I'm two I green as well coming. yeah I have two I have two green that's it is there an animal handling <laughs> no that's there, survival there, there are a lot of animal handling things but none of us have them no, Lodi is a people person, not an animal person. Yeah. And this isn't made out of machines, so that grosses out of his depth. I'm very open to a creative problem solving. Lodi knows that these things are at least like force sensitive a little bit. From growing up here, she's more inclined to try and like exude calm into the force, even though that's not a force power she has. I don't can we... Is there a force power for just emotions through the force to try and soothe yeah, something? It's, it's uh, uh, whatever the one Jedi mind trick is. Oh, influence. Influence. But yeah, I don't have that. Could we all roll our force dice together to sort of join together and exude this calm? You can try. Becros is force two. So. Becros is force two. Yeah. Two light, one dark. Two dark. One dark. How how are we gonna how are we gonna play this out? So previously Kel had tried to tap into the force to wayfind, to figure out where to go, and there was this oppressive darkness that is not characteristic of this place, usually. 
And I don't think that has gone away. I think that is still there. It's still heavy in the air. And all three of us feel it. But Becros, who is more attuned to the Force than uh, his compatriots, is able to reach deeper into the into the earth into the what this planet has the the kyber here do, do i get to calm the the bava worm you had two light so are the, the rest of you are not using your dark no no using the dark side would not soothe this creature i think we're feeling the same thing that the creature's feeling could be so maybe it's almost like yeah you feel you all feel the same Lodi feels empathizes with the creature and its anger towards the Nihil and the destruction that they've made. Kel, you're sort of frustrated with like this change to the environment due to the Nihil's presence. And Becros I think I'm daydreaming about riding this thing, creating a contraption <laughs> that's like a saddle that can fit on the outside since it has no kind of It's got like wheels. Back. Yeah, two on the side, like one on the top. Track on it, yeah, you can great. ride the weird bava worm. And maybe this bava worm is calmed by the by the curiosity of Becros and the the like inherent curiosity and understanding that is typically present at this Jedi temple, and it calms slightly with the with this like force energy and the worm sort of bows its head a little bit and like looks around like it's still frustrated but maybe calmed enough so that it does not want to isn't about to attack you and you're not about to enter into initiative but it is still in your path okay well we need to circumnavigate this somehow do we go around it or over it do you guys think we could ride it? I don't think so. Easy, boy. Easy. <laughs> it's Becros very quietly, calmly tries to walk up and pet the outside of the worm. It's calm, but it kind of is moving back and forth in a way where some spiky teeth are kind of moving back and forth as well. And are they moving now? Like, wouldn't they be staying the same and just the ends of it are moving? No, as it moves back and forth, that means that a bunch of teeth are going like... <laughs> right? I think it. this part stays stationary and then oh, you're this right. part moves. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So only the parts that are moving have, yeah. like, teeth that yeah. kind of, like, flutter yeah. forward and flutter backward. It's weird. It's great. Yeah, it's a little hard for me to understand. In the best way. Mm-hmm. I guess we just go around it. As you walk around it, it moves its head towards you, not in an aggressive way, but it does seem to be pretty agitated still, despite being calmed. You can see that it has come up from a rocky tunnel, and the tunnel becomes pretty sheer at a point and this wormy tail hangs at the end of this sheer cliff i, I want to say i recognize uh a marking on this one it's like huh that's douglas he's not usually this aggressive <laughs> i 
I think the ninth he'll have us all on edge. The three of you make your way towards the aft of this large jelly worm, and you peer over the cliff that you see now reaches down into darkness. And I'm going to flip a point just Great. narratively and say that as Lodi peers over the cliff, Kel looks over and notices this gauntlet. Perfect. Lodi, what is that? What is what? Is what? what? Oh my god. Yeah, that. How did that get there? I left it in my vector. Oh, it's the child. Apparently you didn't. Um, there was this place in the asteroid field where we found two artifacts seeped in the dark fight. This gauntlet and that lightsaber uh, Bekros is holding. Bekros is using a lightsaber steeped in the dark side? Doesn't feel dark. We were kind of in the middle of discussions about these two things when we received your uh, distress call. Doug, what do I have to roll? I thought you knew. No. <laughs> All right, so it's a red, purple, purple discipline check. Black, si- uh, black die for PCs with a morality below 50. And two black die- dice for PCs who are darksiders. So can I have a boost because I am a paragon? Yes. What is happening I also think everybody else needs to roll this, too. What is this roll? To resist the, 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 the hand of justice. This gauntlet is hanging off of Lodi. Does Lodi have a bag or like a belt or something? A belt. Perhaps Lodi has not noticed because there's maybe other gear on the belt, things hanging from it. But a heavy kind of uh, shimmering whitish arm-length gauntlet has been hanging from Lodi's belt this whole time. Suspend your disbelief. And the three of you are now focusing on the gauntlet, this thing that Lodi and Bekros found. My robes have been like halfway like covering it the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe as you've gotten closer to the tunnels underneath this Jedi temple and a an area rich in kyber it feels different to the three of you it almost speaks to the three of you how loudly or softly does it speak and how does it do so that will be answered by this role okay so additional question as we are entering these kyber filled tunnels that we know are strong in the force uh, it seems like we may be nearing a virgence can we add a force die to this check or, or if we are if we are entering a virgins, what does this virgins do? I guess is probably the better question. You may add a force die. Red, purple, purple. I'm gonna go ahead and flip a light side point. What's the skill we're rolling? Discipline. Discipline. You said red, purple, purple. Can I have a Who's boost on it? Because I feel like I have resisted the call of this gauntlet before already. Um, sure. Cool. I got two successes and one threat. And a dark side that I'm not touching. Two success, two threat. Two threat? Mm-hmm. And what's your force die? Uh, it was dark as well. But okay. I did not tap into the dark side. I think it's been a long, long time since I've rolled a despair. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, and a dark side pip. Three advantages, though. 
So I think that's two failures with the despair. Three advantages. I mean... In a despair. This is like a complicated interaction. I, I, I kind of feel like you might be compelled to put it on. And if you do, there are... It has stats. It has stuff. When a force-sensitive character wearing the gauntlet inflicts a critical injury, they should roll a force die equal to their force rating. For each dark side pip uh, result rolled, the character should add plus 10 to the critical injury result, then gain 5 conflict. A PC with cruelty weakness must make a hard cool check to resist activating a critical injury when they have the option to do so. The GM can also have the PC make a hard discipline check, no red in this one, when they attempt to remove the gauntlet. The PC may attempt to remove the gauntlet once every 24 hours. <laughs> I love it. It's like getting bitten by a werewolf or something. At least, cool. I don't have, at least I don't have the cruelty weakness. Yeah. The thing about Lodi putting it on is that she just gave Bakros a huge hard time about uh-huh. not putting it on. I did. But, you know, we're in this jungle and it seems so different. And the Nihil are attacking my home. And even the, the worms are behaving differently. And it's just so dark. And this could help. And I think Lodi doesn't even realize that she's pulling it on as she's thinking all this stuff. As it goes on, we can recall when you were in that temple, the feel in the force of relief as you as you discovered it and um i think that that same feeling washes over Lodi as she puts it on that thing is strange are you sure you should be wearing that mm-hmm. yeah Kel, the the force showed us these tools while we were hunting for the nihil this is clearly the way that we're going to to deal with them i'm glad i'm glad you finally came around Lodi. Lodi just sort of stares at her arm encased in this white sparkling gauntlet instead of being able to see her own blue-green skin. And uh, she takes her lightsaber and sort of like moves her arm around in a spot and definitely meant for a lightsaber user with the flexibility in her wrist. And she just proceeds on like nothing's going on. I think we'll want Master Zarias to take a look at that when we get this all sorted out. Well, first we have to rescue Master Zarias as she stalks off through the jungle or towards the down the cliff face. I don't know. Where are we going? <laughs> the three of you look down into this dark abyss. The cliff face is pretty sheer. Kel, you know that this this is probably the way things feel a little different to you yeah we i normally take a different tunnel but it does lead down to a a big open space like this not, so we're basically not a, looking down into a ravine yes yeah okay. this place was not made by the worms i mean unless there were a bunch of worms but i think this is more natural naturally occurring anyway i i think it goes to the same place it looks the same okay how am I going to get down this ravine? You can climb, and you can use any other things that you have on you to assist in this climb down. What do we even have? What's in my Jedi utility belt? 
have two lights. I really feel like there should be a grappling hook in my Jedi utility belt, but there isn't. Just gonna start climbing down using a force pit for enhance. If you guys climb, it's gonna be a hard athletics check. Jeez. Fun. These these modules, man. <laughs> and you could tell when I was. I am spending a butterfly clip. Oh dang! We only have one left. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. I feel like Lodi's going to have to do a lot of work with Master Sarayas to recover from all of this. Yeah. And we're not going to have the clean garden to do it in. Back rose. <laughs> the Force gave us these tools to deal with the Night Hill. This is all that matters. I'm a I'm little confident. suspicious I'm of confident that. this is fine. We could just move everyone back to Cloud City. You could just move everyone down this cliff. I could, actually. <laughs> might be better than doing I have a long range. Check. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna move uh, Beckros and Kill. Well, I guess first I'll go down myself, and then I'll move them. What do you think is better? Me, being, me up top, top moving you down, or me at bottom moving you down? Probably at the bottom. Yeah, so I get to make the hard athletics check first. You can, can you move yourself? I don't think so. Alright, I'm rolling this athletics check. Well, using the dark side, I succeed. Uh, one success with two threats. Wow, there's a lot of threat happening all of a sudden. It's too much dark side. So you you make it to the bottom. I should've just fell. <laughs> you don't want to fall. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a lot of dark side use. You, I think it's justified, personally. Maybe the Jedi wouldn't appreciate it. <laughs> you make it to the bottom. It feels sort of soft and sandy under your feet. You can't see much. There's a few shimmering lights in the darkness. You can look up this sheer cliff face and see a kind of vignetted window of light above you where your other two Jedi compatriots still stand. Pekros is a little bit reckless. He steps off the cliffs. Lodi, catch. Why do I get light side pips to move Pekros? Because Pekros is a light side paragon. And he's so wholesome and endearing. He knows you're going to catch him when he just stepped off the cliff. So two light side pips to catch Pekros. One dark side pip to catch Kel. <laughs> what does it look like when you catch the two of them? Well, Becros just stepped off. Lodi lets him fall for a little bit and then catches him and gently lowers him. It's the best way to travel. How are we doing this, Cal? Am I Cal's just supposed to grab you up. from up there? Yeah. Is I'm that in long range? <laughs> jump. Do you need me to jump? I guess I could jump if you want. How far away are you? That's a Doug question. The, How far away is it? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's actually short distance. Oh, that's not bad at all. We could have just fallen. I'm also willing to say that Becro shoved Kel before stepping off the cliff. <laughs> if it's needed. Well, I caught you. Both of you. Uh, I, don't, I, did, I, don't, I don't think I like that. Wait, I didn't have to roll the dark side, the other pit, because I can grab both of you at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. I... Two light side pips to grab both of you. I, Great. I'm flipping a dark side point. Great. As soon as 
all three of your feet have touched the sand, everything goes dark for all three of you. I didn't turn out the lights. In fact, sound has almost been muffled for the three of you. It's like you've been thrown into a vacuum of space, but you can feel the sand and a few rocks underneath your feet. I probably could have told them this was going to happen. The three of you cannot see each other anymore. You can't hear each other. The wall behind you, if you were to feel for some stability in this underground chasm, has seemed to disappear behind you. There is only forward, backward, every other direction, and nothing but sand underneath your feet. The only illumination is the occasional bioluminescent insect as it flutters in your face. Kel. Kel moves forward. He's more curious than anything. He's experienced. He, I think he kind of knows what's happening here and uh, moves forward without trepidation. Kel feels a overwhelming buzzing, almost like the air is so thick that it's almost a little bit painful to move through. Kel sees something, an illuminated object. Huh. What is that? Multiple objects. More than one. He moves towards them. They are illuminated by these bioluminescent insects. They're at an an especially kind of concentrated area. He sort of wafts them either way to, to see what they're conglomerating around. It does not take Cal long to find that these are not objects. These are people. And they are in dire distress. Kelsey's... How many? There are two. He goes to the closest one and turns them over. It is Master Zarias, and they are very, very deeply wounded. Kel looks around to see if there's there are any Nihil about. Kel hears a muffled, distorted Nihil voice through a mask behind him. Then he hears another voice and another voice. Kel hears the Nihil from all around in the darkness. Can I roll sense to sense all living things within short range? Yes. As we are in a vergence and we have rolled a, uh, an extra force die on a previous check, do I roll an extra force die on this? Okay. Three dark side points. Dang. What are you going to do? Kel. I think the, the thoughts of this being a vision sort of drifted from his mind when he saw that this was... Zarias and probably Horbo on the ground, knowing that the two of them are somewhere in these tunnels. And I think rather than facing that darkness, the darkness that will be even more present if uh, Zarias and Horbo were to die, he sets that aside and goes to his utility belt and pulls out the med kit. Okay. Becros. Darkness surrounds him. The buzzing of an uh, oppressive force energy 
fills the space around him. Bekros continues to walk. I think uh, Bekros pulls out one of the light, one of his two lightsabers. I mean, ignite one of his two lightsabers. I think he has both in hand again. And he has an ability called imbued item. So I think the first thing he's thinking mechanically is he's trying to imbue his lightsaber to make it as bright as possible. Becros pulls out that lightsaber. It's his newly found lightsaber. As Becros looks at the lightsaber, it, in a flash, has clicked off. It's not illuminated. And as Becros turns his eye from the lightsaber to the space in front of him, he sees that he's not walking anymore. He's in his vector. I want Becros to do a hard discipline check. Okay. Or or some kind of force check. I don't know what's more... Is it more interesting to just roll force die opposed to discipline? Becros isn't he doesn't have any force powers, but he has two uh, two force rank rating. He also has no ranks in discipline. He's a hotshot. He's put a lot of effort into his training with mechanics. He loves to fly. It feels the most natural feeling to be out amongst the stars. And uh, he's dedicated as little time as required by the Jedi into honing actual force powers he has none really trained in a way of, of any kind of discipline for that so he's he flies by the seat of his pants on most occasions so I'm happy to roll either one discipline or force rating but I guess whatever you'd prefer or whatever you feel is more narratively appropriate well why don't I roll the force rating because okay. I have not played this modular encounter before. I have no idea what I'm rolling for. But if that's cool with you, I will roll the three force dice because I get the extra one for the virgins. Mm -hmm. We've got two light and this one needs to roll flat. Two dark. Two light, two dark. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. Becros sits in this vector, and it's easy for Becros to understand that it's not powered on. The lightsaber's not connected to the ship. I think with both of your... with this equal light and dark, Becros realizes that his other lightsaber is in the other hand. He would pretty quickly put that into the controls. It feels most natural to be in the vector. And it clicks into the controls. The familiar noise of the lightsaber communing with the vector hums the ship to life. And the ship instantly blips into hyperspace. That's not normal. Wonder where I'm going. Lodi feels the sand underneath her feet. And before Lodi in the darkness, there's a flickering of light. An object, an object that could be easily recognized as a figure, stands at a distance. As Lodi approaches, the flickering continues, moments where the figure is illuminated and then not 
almost like the light comes like a strike of lightning. As Lodi gets closer, she hears a familiar laugh. A laugh of the Deveronian Zarkon. <laughs> she hears the buzzing of Zarkon's vibro sword as he laughs. The light continues to flicker. As the light flickers, Lodi notices something. The gauntlet. It's not there. The light flickers again, and Zarkon lays dead on the ground in front of Lodi. As Lodi looks down at Zarkon's dead body, the gauntlet has returned. The light flickers back, and Zarkon stands laughing again. I would like you to roll either a forced die or a discipline check. My first instinct on being shrouded in darkness was for Lodi to actually use her farsight power. Sorry, I meant to say that I like narrated the whole thing that you did, and I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, we can step back. Um, no, that narration was great. <laughs> Why don't you use your farsight and maybe it will impact. It'll be like pre-narration. So I suppose I am making a perception check, which I have a rank in. So that's a green, a yellow, and a boost die because I am a Mickeyan with my force pip. How difficult would this check be or is it just a simple check? Perception check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's make it let's make it hard. So I got two threat and three failures, not counting my force die. My force die is uh, one light side and two dark side points. Hmm. So I don't think those count as a success because they just allow me to ignore the effects of darkness. It doesn't say anything about it being a success, you know? Yeah. I think maybe you look around. There's not a lot to see, and it's quite impossible to see anything in this darkness. I think that you sense, sense a dark side. You got one light side. How can that influence anything that is going to happen or about to happen? This is actually kind of a roll before the roll that I want you to make. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that, that your roll can do to enhance what will happen? Almost like thinking of the, the force, the, the light side as like an advantage or something. Uh, the light side is a upgrade to the next check as if it's trying to guide me through this. Um, but I did roll two threat as well in that perception mm -hmm. check. Okay. The force is, is guiding you. It's pointing you in a direction. Though it might be pointing you towards something threatening and dangerous, it's guiding you as well. And maybe you feel like you are heading in the, the right direction despite that. When faced with this, this enemy, this figure that has attacked your home. What will you do? And let's decide that by having you either roll a force check or a discipline check. I want to. I want to roll both together. I think that's okay. Yeah. So discipline check with two force die. So that's 
two green and a yellow. I think I said it would be an autom automatic upgrade, so two yellow. Okay. Because you agreed with that. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, Mount Lightside Pit was an automatic yellow for my next check. Uh, automatic upgrade. Uh, how difficult is this check? Um, let's make it... It's going to be hard. Okay. So just three purple? Yes. All right. I'm going to do everyone's favorite thing that I do, and I'm going to impose a setback on myself. For reasons. Of course, it's Griffin Darkside. Will not leave me alone this session. That's two Darkside points and a threat. Wow. Okay. This, this kind of phantom Zarkon stands before you laughing. <laughs> and raises his vibro sword and is going to swing towards Lodi. Lodi, what will you do? I grab it with the gauntlet. <laughs> He's surprised at your uh, ability to do so. And then I slash him with my lightsaber. <laughs> and for all three of you, you fall into darkness. You don't know how long you've been walking, but you've been walking. And you don't realize so until you see some illumination, some light falling on some sand in front of you. The three of you are each about 10 feet apart. The buzzing quiets, but it is still present. The illumination is partly made by some clusters of glowing crystals in this cave structure. Uh, it illuminates the walls and the sand below you. The three of you each slowly come to from kind of a, a mental fog. The virgence is so charged with force energy. It's almost like you felt like you've been asleep and all of a sudden you've realized that you are awake and realize that you're present, you're where you are. How do you all feel? What do you do? Kel stops and waits for the other two to catch up with him. Sorry, I could have told you that might have happened ahead of time. What, what did happen? I was in my vector and now I'm here and the lightsaber stopped working? It's the virgins. I think we need to hurry. No, I saw some here. things that were worrying. The three of you hurry on. Lodi is worryingly quiet. Thank you for listening to this episode of Path of the Storm. Today's episode was produced by Nightcast Creative. To find out more about Nightcast Creative and the shows that we make, visit nightcastcreative.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Dicey Cantina and Erica Goodwitch. For more of Dicey Cantina, visit DiceyCantina.com or YouTube.com slash C slash Dicey Cantina. The seed for this adventure can be found as the modular encounter, exploring the Akalbus Ruins, in the Nexus of Power supplement to the Star Wars role-playing game, from Fantasy Flight Games and Edge Studios.